Good morning, and welcome to another mini Monday episode of Crime Over Coffee. We're your hosts. I'm Erica. And I'm Abby. Today's a little bit different of an episode. It's going to be a conversation about a theory that I did not discuss during the case of Blair Adams. So pour yourselves a strong cup of joe, and let's dive in. For those of you who have not listened to our episode on Blair Adams, I strongly recommend you going back and kind of refreshing your memory on the case. I'm going to give a brief overview. But there was um, a theory in the cause of Blair's death that comes up. I didn't mention it, but since we've aired the episode, we've had a handful of people bring it to our attention. So I decided that Erica and I would talk about it and discuss it and what we think. So quick update, Blair Adams was the case where he quit his job, took a bunch of money out of his bank account, and fled from his home in Canada to Tennessee. He had talked about how he thought somebody was following him, and he was just acting very bizarre up until police discovered his body in a parking lot near a hotel that he had purchased a room for. The autopsy report said that Blair ultimately died from a strong blow to his stomach. He also had sustained numerous cuts and abrasions, which were consistent with fending off an attack. And as I said, he died from the violent blow to his stomach and it ended up rupturing it and he went into septic shock. The autopsy report also says that Blair did put up a fight and that his attacker had ripped tufts of hair from his head, and that his hands were bloodied as if he was defending himself. And there is also a part where there's a cut on his hand that is deep and was blackened, and quote, looks like he had forcefully been knocked to the pavement, end quote. I also want to mention that when they found his body, most of his clothes were ripped off or his shirt was ripped open, and that there was a possibility that sexual assault occurred. Okay, I know that was a lot, but here's the theory and why it was relevant, what I said. The autopsy suggests that the blow to his stomach came from a bat or a crowbar or something that would cause significant force. There is a theory that maybe he got hit by a car. And a lot of people, like I said, have brought that forward. I did not mention it in the original episode. I don't know why but we'll talk about it now erica what what do you think it seems like there's a lot that happened to him that it's not it wasn't hit by a car there was hair ripped from his head he was either in a fight and then got ran over by a car or and so that it would have been intentional and still murder or he didn't get hit by a car right and the thing is as well i think if he were to be hit by a car there might be some more extreme injuries other than the cuts and abrasions I think, too, that some of it, you can definitely fit it, especially where you see the part of him being forcefully knocked to the pavement and he's got some other cuts and stuff going on. I can see where that possibility comes in. I think it would have to be going at a not very fast pace, though, the car. Because the blunt force trauma was to his stomach region, it would have had to come from the front. So he would have had to see the car coming at him. Maybe he put his hands out to try to like in front of the car and maybe that was kind of where that bashing came from the hair being ripped out no the car yes would have had to been going 
slow but also fast enough to kill him. And I feel like if it was going fast enough to kill him, there would be other damage that we'd see that would point to him being hit by a car. Also feel like police can tell a difference between somebody who's been hit by a car and somebody who's been hit with a crowbar. Right. Also, it would have had to have been a pretty a taller vehicle, which I think, too, would mean his legs would have some damage as well. Mm-hmm. It's a theory that I assume I, I actually think I didn't cover just because the autopsy report did say it was with a bat and a crowbar possibly however they never found a murder weapon and you know people make mistakes it's possible i don't think you can completely discredit it i think there's probably a lot of math and statistics that would go into that but let's say like erica mentioned if this did occur there is still something else happening there was still the signs of sexual assault there was the defensive wounds and that his hair was getting ripped out i think if this scenario were to be true the only way i can see it is if And I I do want to mention from the original episode, I do talk about it. He was found in an area that's known to have a lot of drug and prostitution problems. So I guess if someone saw an opportunity to kind of take him out and attack him, they would have, in the scenario, hit him with the car and gotten out and then attacked him as well. Maybe there's more than one person involved. However, all of his money and belongings were found around his body. So nothing was stolen from him. So I'm not sure what the purpose of it is, which is why this case is so weird anyway. I remember we talked about it when we did the episode, how weird the case was and how none of it really made sense. None of the scenarios made sense either because nothing was stolen. So it wasn't a robbery, but there was no indications that people are actually after him. So then it wasn't most likely somebody that was after him because there was no indication other than him saying somebody's after me. I think at one point in time we talked about it being self-inflicted and then that was discredited as well. Yeah, because I don't know how you would have enough force to hit yourself in the stomach with something. He would have had to like sprint into something. The mystery has been solved. Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15. Owned and operated by firefighters and veterans, 10% of all their proceeds go directly to helping sick and injured first responders. And with an incredible range of flavors and caffeine strength, it's a company that all of us can easily support. So please go to firedeptcoffee.com and use our coupon code CRIMEPOD15 to support us, support them, help first responders, and get some incredibly tasty coffee along the way. I personally don't see him having been hit by a car because... If he was fully hit by a car, there would have been a lot more damage to his body, to either the back of his head from falling from being hit by a car, to his legs from being hit by the car, to his arms, any other part of his body. It was just mainly his torso and his hands and the front of his head. But like I said, if the trauma was to the stomach, he would have been hit from the front, meaning he would have most likely fallen backwards unless he fell forward into the vehicle, but I still feel like there would be more damage. There would be some sort of at least bruising or something on the legs, and there was none of that. So it makes me feel like if he was hit by a car, it had to be minimal, but if it was a minimal hit from a car that was going very slow, then he wouldn't be dead. I had a friend in high school who got hit by a car. She had a broken wrist. That was it, and she survived, and it was a car that was going like 55 it just it hit the side of her and it like knocked her and she had scrapes and scratches and bruises and stuff and a broken arm but she lived and so i just i have a hard time like well right i mean people have gotten hit by cars and died as well correct but i feel like but if 
he was, there would be, like I said, there would be more damage, mm-hmm. is my point. What's so interesting about this case is that all the stuff that has happened to him, like, you know, from his autopsy report and everything, it does not add up to one thing at all. It all just feels so different that I can't really put my finger on what the heck happened. Unless, this is going to be a weird theory, you said there was a lot of prostitution and stuff going around. Maybe he paid somebody for prostitution and that was somehow the sexual assault. And then that didn't end up well or he tried to go farther than what the prostitute was willing to do. Something like that. And it ended with him dying. Right. And I wonder, you know, if he did get hit with a car, not, you know, they run into him on purpose or accidental, I guess. And he falls down and then, I mean, he would have to either get attacked by the driver or someone else. What was the official cause of death? It was from the blow to his stomach area that ruptured his actual stomach. So he would have had to have been hit hard enough or fast enough. If it was with a car, I, I don't see that. I'm not, a, I mean, I'm not a professional forensics expert, but I don't see how he could be hit by a car hard enough to rupture his stomach to the point of him dying and there no, be no other sign of being hit by a car. Yeah, his stomach, well, it ruptured and it led to septic shock, I guess, technically, but still same scenario. Also, though, how much, I wonder, and I don't know this, how much force do you need to hit someone in the stomach with like a bat or something or a crowbar, like mentioned, to rupture their stomach? Hard. That's the thing. Like where, I wonder if there's, it's not a car or it's not like a, like a crowbar. Is there something in the middle that's get like less extreme than a car, but more extreme than getting hit by something with someone? A four wheeler. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, fair point. Like maybe it's something, there's something, there's another variable that we're missing here. I think either way you look at it, though, somebody definitely interacted with him physically. Even if another object was involved at one point, somebody physically ripped his hair out of his head. There was physical interaction. Was there skin found or like DNA found under his nails? I can't remember. I don't think there was. But that's interesting because if he fought off an attacker, you would think there would be. Unless he didn't like grab them at any point in time. If he just like punched or slapped or like shoved and didn't actually get his nails under. I mean, a lot of men have shorter fingernails mm-hmm. to the point where maybe if he did scratch, it may not have even stuck under Oh, there. yeah. I've seen people that have nails that they bite. Like, if you bite them. And if he was, you know, s- super nervous as he was exhibiting, maybe he had him down. I don't know. But also a smart killer cleans out under the nails before leaving. Fair. Because, <laughs> yeah, there's no there was no DNA evidence found. So if they found... They must have not found anything. I'm trying, I'm really trying to find a scenario where all these things match up and it makes sense. I'm trying to think what really gets me, they're talking about his hands being bloody like he was defending himself, but I think you could get maybe some cuts and abrasions from like falling or getting knocked down with force. It's the tufts of hair being ripped out that's really throwing me. That's what makes me feel like someone had to have been involved. What do you think? If we want to go with the nervous nervous theory, maybe that was a nervous tick of his Uh, to rip his hair out. Yeah, you bet. So what if... Also, if he was maybe like... Because there's theories that he was hallucinating, right? That someone's following him. What if he like thinks he's attacking someone, but he's hitting something, some inanimate object? Which is possible. 
still leads the question of where the stomach abrasion came from. Yeah, like, what if he did get hit by maybe not a car, but something with, like, on accident? What if it was accidental and he just also had all these other things happen that he was self-inflicting, almost? Maybe it was all self-inflicted. The sexual assault, probably not, but there were prostitutes. It's possible that that, like I said... I mean, I don't know what the signs of sexual assault were to a point. Like, is it possible that he engaged in sexual activity and they called it sexual assault because they maybe it was rougher than what was expected or something like that? For this case, it says sexual assault indicated. And I know a part of that comes from the fact that it looked like his clothes were ripped off and his pants were pulled okay, down. Okay, so that's ruled out. I just ruled it out of this case. It's not even... No. Because... Unless there's like, I don't know. I just, I don't think I see the car theory necessarily. I think it's more likely that it was self-inflicted and that he just was kind of experiencing a lot of hallucinations and he was slowly starting to go insane to the point where he did end up thinking that maybe he was finding somebody or whatever. And he it did lead to his death. I see that being more likely than him getting hit by a car personally. Okay, now that we've talked through that, there's one other thing I do kind of want to mention that pulls it back to someone else being involved. I kind of led you guys astray here. But they did find a long strand of hair on his hands that was not from him. Okay, so now we're led back into it having to have been a physical altercation. Right, or he was found, he traveled a lot, he was found in a parking lot that was frequented by a lot of people. What if the hair just got stuck to his hand from the ground? Or if he did hire a prostitute... It could have been left over right. from that. There's so many ors and ifs. So and basically, buts. none of it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That's really how we wrapped it up cool. last time. I think we're still on the same page. I want you guys to let us know, though. I was happy that people brought forward the car theory to us for us to examine and look at. So thank you. We love that. Please keep doing it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. Donations are greatly appreciated and assist in making the podcast possible. Other ways to support us include recommending us to friends and family, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening medium. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.